This is Sports Jam. I'm Doug Doyle. The Ones Basketball League, or OBL, is the first ever elite competition that will celebrate the most skilled one-on-one players on the planet and is the brainchild of NBA Hall of Famer Tracy McGrady. This is T-Mac. We're here on the first day of OBL in Houston. You know, I was overlooked most of my life, I feel like, and uh, I'm 5-0 right now. Competition so far is, is great. There's a lot of 5-2s, but there ain't no 5-2 like this one. Surviving Advances Championship Sunday, that's what it's all about. Let's get it, bro. King of Houston, y'all see me, I'm here on my throne. Now it's time to take the throne to Vegas. Be the king of the OBL, one-on-one hoops league, king of the, the whole nation. What I tell you, is a lot of talking smack out there. Great competition this week. We off to the next one, baby, but the entertainment and the competition was fire. Joining me on this edition of Sports Jam is seven-time NBA All-Star and entrepreneur Tracy McGrady and media and sports industry veteran Jeffrey Pollock. Pollock is an Emmy Award winner who has more than 25 years of leadership experience driving catalytic change, growth, and innovation for family-owned, private equity-backed, and corporate-based ventures. He was most recently president and CEO of the XFL. Jeffrey Pollock has signed on as a strategic advisor to help lead the business planning and operations of the OBL. Let's head to the standard East Village Hotel in Manhattan and meet T-Mac, Tracy McGrady, and Jeffrey Pollock. Tracy, I love this concept. I'm glad you do, because <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> um, now, it's, it's for me, you know, when I, I look at... Um, you know, my career and how I got where I am today is just land of opportunity, right? Somebody gave me the opportunity and uh, I play with a lot of these guys that, yes, they got, they may have gotten the opportunity, but in a system, in a structured system, they wasn't al- allowed to be themselves, right? And in essence, you know, guys can get depressed if they're not, a, if they don't have that liberation as a basketball player, and then their careers, you know, really doesn't pan out the way some of these guys wanted to. Um, having conversation with these guys, they actually they love this because it's just them, right? It's it's a platform for them to just really unleash their their basketball skills, what they work tirelessly um, and put a lot of hours and becoming the best version of themselves as a basketball player. That. That no one can hold that back. You know, they can just release all of that, display their great skill set on this platform, and and really make a name for themselves and and create and uh, build a, a a legacy. Which, you know, that's what we all want. And I think, you know, when you have someone that believes in you and 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 gives you that opportunity, you got to take advantage of it. And that's you know what OBL is all about. The ones basketball league really kind of came out of you actually talking to your kids about what do you do? How do you consume the sport of basketball? And I know you've said that it's not by watching the NBA or college basketball. It's watching what we do now with TikTok videos, short <laughs> clips that are entertaining and fun, but also very relatable to what's going on. And that's what gave you this idea of the Ones Basketball League. Yeah, I have two sons, 16 and 13. I also have an AU program from fifth grade to 10th grade, and that's where all my information comes from. Um, these guys don't watch NBA games. They don't watch NCAA basketball. It's just not their generation. It's just not what they grew up in. It's, it's, it's too long of, of content for them to sit down for two and a, two and a half, three hours to watch. Um, they're more engaged with YouTube, short clips, 
you know, the TikToks, that's, that's what they're engaged in. And, you know, for me, having those conversations with them, uh, this was just perfect timing. Had I started this maybe 10 years ago, I don't think it would work. But, you know, where basketball, I think, is going and, and, and the Gen Zers and what, you know, is intriguing to them, this is perfect. Jeffrey Pollock, I think all of us have enjoyed playing one-on-one -on -one basketball at some point. So we can all relate to this tournament. Now, we might not have the skills <laughs> that these players do, but we've all played it. Why did you want to get involved in this venture? Um, well, I believe in Tracy's vision, and, and I, I agree that there is an opportunity to present the essence of the game in a totally new way. And from a business standpoint, and you, you just nailed it yourself, this is very much a Gen Z property. It is tailor-made for where sports fans are headed. It is about digital content, it is about social influencers, it is about athletes and personalities before teams, and it's about playing to the short attention span that kids have. I have an 11-year-old son. He, I don't think, has ever watched on television a sporting event from beginning to end, and there's no interest. He's a sports fan, but the way he consumes sports is totally different than the way I did or the way Tracy did growing up. It, it is about what you were seeing through social media and digital media, and it's about connecting to personalities before anything else. I give you both a lot of credit because this is, as I mentioned, a great idea. The first year of regional competition took off in one of the six cities that was in Houston in the end of April, but now here in New York City this Saturday and Sunday, it'll be at the Major R. Owens Community Center hosted by New Heights, Brooklyn. And so people in this area can get to see all the fun. What kind of skills make someone a good one-on-one -on -one player? I know you've said that Kobe Bryant maybe was the best one-on-one -on -one player that you've ever seen. You're certainly in there. What skills do you need to win this tournament and be the ruler of the court? Well, I think the first one, you got to be in tip-top shape. That's first and foremost, uh, being in incredible shape. But then secondly, you got to have uh, uh, the mental fortitude, right, to uh, knowing that there's no help and this other the, – the challenger might have a unique skill set to where, you know, it's very challenging to figure him out. And you, you just got to pull through. Um, so I, I think having, you know, uh, being in great shape, having a mental fortitude, and just just really going out and, and executing whatever game plan you you have for yourself, because you don't know these players, and you know it's you got to figure them out on the fly, and that's one of the toughest things as a ball player. If you don't know someone, you don't know their skill set, um, and, and what their tendencies are, it's it's pretty challenging. So. Um, good luck to all these guys. I, I <laughs> Look, <laughs> I tip my hat off because I know how challenging this is. But, you know, they love the game of basketball and they're putting, you know, everything on the line. One of the unique things about this is that it's kind of ongoing. Once you get the winner of each city and they get their money, $10,000, it just doesn't end there. Mm -hmm. We're talking about this goes on into a major competition and becomes the UFC of basketball. Mm -hmm. Yes, and indeed. So um, six cities and, you know, from each city, the top player wins $10,000. We're taking the, the top three guys from each city to Vegas to where they're going to compete to be the ruler of the court. And that ultimate prize is $250,000. Um, you know, I look at a lot, some of these leagues out here where they, they are teams. 
and teams, the teams are winning, you know, 500000 maybe a million dollars, but they have to split it up amongst their, their teammates. This is all you. This is all you. So make sure, you know, you got to be in shape. You come prepared because this will change your life. Jeffrey, we know something is a good idea when Showtime Sports says, yeah, I think we're going to follow Tracy through this league, and I know that you're going to be announcing that Showtime Sports is involved and we're going to do a documentary and taking Tracy through. So with you, Showtime Sports, it sounds like it's going to be a winning venture. Uh, we're off to a great start. What we've seen over the course of these first three events has been nothing short of magical. Um, the competition is thrilling. The players are engaged. There are stories that we see that need to be told. And, and we've decided that we're going to open up uh, the doors on all of it and invite uh, our camera crews and Showtime uh, into everything that's happening on and off the court and do what really hasn't been done before, which is tell the story of the birth of a league through the eyes of its visionary founder. Um, and, and we think that's going to be an, an exciting story. And it fits with the overall sort of business thesis here, right? What we're planning on doing is taking a position in three very vibrant, exciting markets, the global basketball market, the live event market, and the sports content and storytelling market. Those are all businesses to be in. The documentary is just the first major um, uh, proof point uh, that we have on that. I kind of liken the fact that we'll find out the behind-the-scenes story of both the league and some of the contestants and players and the founder, Tracy McGrady, kind of like the Olympics, how they do it. They get you involved to learn the stories of the athletes so you care about what's going on. Well, I, I, I like to say that the athletes that we're um, bringing onto this platform, it is about opportunity for them. It is about the potential for change, but it's also helping the world start to understand who they are. And these are names that you don't know now, but we think they're names that you should know. And in that way, it's almost like the American Idol of sports, right? And, and there is no um, uh, diminishment in the appetite for sports storytelling and sports content and new sports personalities. I think part of the brilliance of Tracy's vision is that he knows that you may not make it to the pros, not because you're not good enough, but because there's something else that may be going on in your life that diverts you or holds you back or gets in the way or you don't believe or whatever it is. And this, this platform, OBL, is really about opening up more doors for more great players who do deserve a shot to be in the NBA. But, but for whatever reason, maybe not to any you know, fault of their own, they just weren't able to get into that process that would lead them to the NBA. This is a way to give them another avenue and to give them another chance. And that's something I believe in, and I know it's obviously something Tracy believes in. OBLHoops.com, by the way, is where you can find out all the information about the tournament and what's going on. But also when you think about this tournament and what could develop out of it, hmm. I'm thinking women, I'm thinking seniors. Boy, would I love to see former NBA greats compete in one-on-one. I'd love to see, give Earl Monroe some great knees and, and see Earl the Pearl compete with some new knees. Right, Tracy? No, no, we, don't <laughs> no we don't want to see that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so 
we have been talking about starting the women's next year. It's only right for them um, because there's a lot of talented women out there um, in the game of basketball that I know will love to, to have this platform. Um, we've been talking about the youth as well. I mean, it, it, there's so uh, many opportunities uh, that we can create out of this. Um, and we have a lot of arms that we want to attach to it um, from a business standpoint. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm so thankful and, and appreciative of this guy sitting across from me. Um, he's opened my vision and my ideas up of creating this league beyond my imagination. Um, and, and I know I've never would have thought of some of these things that, you know, we're, we're attaching to OBL if it wasn't for him. So having him a part of this team and help expand my mind and, and my business um, acumen, I, I just, I'm so thankful for everybody that's a part of, you know, this team that is helping build this. T-Mike shouldn't have any problem going against uh, Christian Leitner. They just decided to switch, and Christian Leitner said, T-Mike, I cannot get out there and chase you around. There's an outside shot. And it comes from the you, league's I? leading scorer, Tracy McGrady. And once again, Goose Gibbons is all over. <laughs> right now, both teams having trouble scoring points. McGrady, though, is uh, not having too many difficulties. He now has nine of the Magic's 17. Orlando leads by three. When you're an NBA Hall of Famer, by the way, Tracy McGrady went in in 2017. Sometimes your cell phone even goes off during because you're so busy during interviews. <laughs> Trash talking. And I've seen oh, some clips. Yeah, it's, it, it's getting rough out there, isn't it? Listen, I'm not even playing, and I'm involved in the trash talking out there. But, no, I, I, I love it. That's what it's about, right? It's, it's uh, me versus you and, and, you know, just that competition, that, that form of uh, gladiator-type uh, arena. That's, that's what I love. I grew up on it. I, I want these – I'm sure these guys grew up on it. And, you know, you want to be yourself when, you want, when you're playing basketball, right? And, and if trash talking is your thing to, to get your, you going as a basketball player, so be it. Do you. And uh, that's what I love about this. Opportunity is something that Sonny Vaccaro gave yes. you and yes. uh, that helped you get your start in the NBA going right from high school. When you think about how these players – could they eventually maybe get an NBA contract out of this? I sure would hope so. Um, I, I would hope as we progress as a league, um, some of these guys get the at least a look, you know, with the NBA. At least the NBA team can invite them to a, a training camp or something, but to just to give them the chance to make it. Or some of these guys might not want that opportunity because it's, it's, it's challenging. I, I know guys that – go to play college ball for four years, go to the NBA. I've played with some of these guys, and they're really good. But when they get to the NBA, the role that they're put in is not conducive to who they are as a basketball player, and it's very frustrating for those guys. And um, I've come across some that gets depressed and don't want to play basketball no more. But they go to another league where they have the freedom to be who they are as a player because they these we work so hard, right? And I know – you got to be put in a certain role to, you know, for the greater good of the team. Some guys just can't adapt to that. So um, I'm creating this opportunity for a lot of guys that, you know, who knows what went left in, in, in their careers, but this is a platform for them to just be you and you can show the world who you are and what type of skill set you have. 
some of these players are thinking, boy, I wish Tracy was my coach because he seems <laughs> to relate to what's going on these days. But I want to go back to your older days since you went straight from high school to the NBA. Is there a one-on-one -on -one player who didn't make it or somebody that you played against that you love playing one-on-one -on -one early in your days that you want to give a shout-out to? I always give a shout-out. He, he made it. Uh, I always give a shout-out to Doug Christie, right? My rookie year, I knew I was a pretty good offensive player, but also knew his defense was better than what I provided offensively because I, I'm, I'm a rookie coming into a man's game, so I don't quite know the NBA-style uh, game. He was uh, 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 one of the premier defenders in the NBA, so I took it upon myself to play him every single day because I know – if I could figure him out I would, and get my shot off and create space on this guy, I know I could get my shot off on anybody in the NBA, and I made it a point to go at him every day. So every time, anytime I talk about one-on-one, -on -one, I talk about Doug Christie because he helped you know, me as a basketball player my rookie year. Jeffrey Pollock, people who have followed your career know it's all about success too. So what was the first spark for you, the one to be involved in the sports business? Uh, well, with Tracy, honestly, it was, it was a, a Zoom that I had with uh, Tracy and his um, uh, extraordinary business manager, Elisa Graybow, and, um, and that, that conversation was, was just really exciting and inspiring, um, and I think we all connected immediately. My career in the sports industry, uh, I'm so grateful for. I've, I've had some really interesting stops. It all started with my founding the Sports Business Daily back in 1994 uh, before the industry was really thought of as an industry. But, but I knew then that it, it was in many ways like the entertainment industry. And, and my hypothesis was uh, if, if the entertainment industry has variety, where's the variety for the sports industry? And that's what I created with the Daily. And, and after I launched it and eventually sold it, um, I was fortunate to spend time with David Stern and Adam Silver um, in, in the late 90s and uh, worked for NASCAR, uh, the World Series of Poker, um, uh, the PBR, uh, and a lot of time uh, working with the Spanos family, which owns the Chargers. Uh, but at every stop, there was a moment uh, for some potential change or catalytic growth or some form of reinvention. And, and what I saw in Tracy's vision was that opportunity for catalytic change and for doing something that really hadn't been done before quite the way that he's envisioned it. And it's, it's that sort of white space uh, where things start out a little opaque. There's a lot of potential and opportunity, and it needs um, a bit of um, you know, sort of refinement um, and, and some you know, sort of thoughtful planning and, um, and, and some passion. And, and that's, you know, that's where the, the magic comes from when that all comes together. But fundamentally for me, um, it's, it's about the quality of the people that I work with. And, and I, I've just, I've so enjoyed getting to know Tracy these last few months. And um, this is so, this is so wonderful because it's so authentic to who he is and his story. And it's, it's awesome to be part of that. Uh, but the business opportunity, I think, is significant, and the cultural and community opportunity is important. You know, just to pick up on a question you asked him, I, I think, yes, the, there will be players who may go to the NBA. But I also think that for a lot of players, the OBL, once it's fully developed, 
that will be enough of a destination. Mm -hmm. and, and that connectivity and being part of the OBL family and the broad, expansive vision that we have for it, I think is going to be so meaningful and so impactful that uh, this, this will become the destination for many. And, you know, we've already sort of mapped out where we'd like to see this in five years, right? And now we're sort of reverse engineering and starting out with the most basic and fundamental steps in this whole first season as a public proof of concept. But the feedback that we're getting, the way we're um, evolving and, and iterating quickly each week, um, it's, it's really remarkable. And we just, we love what we see. And, you know, Showtime loves uh, what they're what, what they're seeing and I think that's part of the reason why they want to help tell the story of this very special you know pilot season that that we're we're in the middle of you're listening to Sports Jam I'm Doug Doyle and we're talking to the founder of the ones basketball league OBL Tracy McGrady who played for many NBA teams the Toronto Raptors Orlando Magic Houston Rockets New York Knicks Detroit Pistons Atlanta Hawks and the San Antonio Spurs he was inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame as part of the class of 2017. And we're also joined by the sports industry veteran Jeffrey Pollock, whose brother happens to be the commissioner of the National Hockey League, Gary Bettman. Let's head back now to the Standard East Village Hotel in Manhattan and find out more about the OBL. This old six foot one point guard who's gained a lot of weight since uh, high school would have loved to have been taller and faster and to be able to compete in Tracy's League, but that's not going to happen, and we know that. But it is coming up for New York City this Saturday and Sunday. So I know you want to be there, and that's going to be your ultimate destination. But I want to ask you, with all that sports background that you talked about, you can go to one professional event in any time. Go back in the Wayback Machine if you want. Maybe take Tracy, maybe take Lisa, and where would you go? Well, this may sound like I'm sort of, um, you know, uh, pushing the word uh, of, uh, of my, my, my partner and colleague here, but I will tell you first that what we're seeing on our Showcase Sundays, it is the most thrilling two, two and a half hours of sports I have seen in a long, long time. It is extraordinary. Um, now, to really answer your question, um, I'd want to go see the Miracle on Ice. If, if I could have been at any sporting event ever, uh, I think that would be it. Petrov with it. The Americans on top, four to three. Long shot. Craig able to get a piece of it to sweep it away. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. most famous locker room speech ever, right? Before that game. Tracy, you have an opportunity to go back and play anybody one-on-one -on -one to be the ruler of the court. Who would that be? Michael Jordan. I mean, when you talk about the uh, most competitive, um, one of the most skillful, and just, just him as a competitor, right? Um, I would love to challenge that. So it'd be Michael. Pretty good answer. <laughs> you can't can't beat that. Kobe, Kevin Garnett, LeBron James, Tracy McGrady, all names associated with making that leap, that impossible leap from high school to the NBA. Do you have any advice for somebody who's thinking about 
you know, I think I'm good enough. I think I can make that jump too. That's the first thing to have, that, the confidence to believe in yourself, right? And if that's how you truly feel, you, you believe that you can make that jump uh, without, you know, naysayers in your ear or people trying to change your mind of how you feel individually. And if that doesn't get to you and your mind is still strong and fixated on making that jump, then that's what you should do. Tracy McGrady just wasn't an NBA Hall of Famer, but he had to prove that he could excel at another sport and a very difficult position in baseball, a pitcher. He was with the Atlantic League, and you were with the Sugarland Skeeters. The Skeeters. Were there mosquitoes as you were pitching? No, not when I was pitching, but we have them in Houston that carry you away, that's for sure. Um, but no, so – I played uh, – baseball is my first love. I started baseball at the age of five years old, and I played all the way up to my junior year. Had scouts looking at me in, in high school. So I ended up transferring my senior year to solely fo focus on basketball in North Carolina. Uh, so we didn't have a basketball – I mean a baseball team. And even when I got drafted in the NBA, I always wanted to play professional baseball because I, I just had to – empty that off of my, my bucket list. Um, I had to check it off. So when I retired, I, I seen uh, Roger Clemens play for the Sugarland Skeeters. So I was like, oh, maybe I could go and, and, and try out, you know, for a few games or whatever. So I went and tried out, and um, they gave me an opportunity to play. I was a part of the team. I pitched in a few games. And mind you, I haven't played baseball since my junior year. So we're, we're talking, what, 16, 17 years or something like that. Um, but I was, I was throwing like mid to, to upper 80s still. Um, it was fun. I, you know, like I said, it was a bucket list of mine. I, I, I checked it out. I had a great time. I played up until All-Star weekend, pitched in the All-Star game, got me a struck out, and walked off the field and retired. And my baseball career was over with. And that was back in 2014. And as you mentioned, part of the, the All-Star game, you know there was somebody else who played this game of basketball that became a Hall of Famer, the all-time scorer, who also loved baseball, and that was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem played baseball? Kareem wanted to be a baseball player. Uh, all When he was in the womb, he wanted to be a baseball player. Yeah, he was too tall. I, I couldn't even imagine having Kareem standing on the mound looking 10 foot tall and throwing, you know, some heaters I yeah I, I, I would love to know what position cream would play and then I would love to know what his strike zone would look like if he's standing in the batter's box <laughs> do you have any allegiance when it comes to baseball listen my team with baseball I'm a Yankees guy bro I love the New York Yankees and they are exploding right now Aaron Judge is incredible isn't he yeah, but we just dropped three in a row. We lost uh, a, a series. Um, I think it was who was that? The White Sox beat us the other day. Yeah, we 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 had a little uh, rocky um, week or two, but we're back on it. Judge is balling though. What else would you like as we wrap this edition of Sports Jam up? The ones basketball league. What do you want to tell those who are already getting their appetite wet? They want to see it. They want to be a part of it. What do you want to say to them? Um, I truly just say that, you know, OBL, I'm, I'm really doing this for to create opportunities for guys that really love the game of basketball and to help them create and build legacies for them and their family. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, going through my career, I see uh, the joy that 
you know, my kids have uh, when I'm in this arena. Uh, when people talk about me as a basketball player, I, I see uh, what that does for them. Um, and, and my oldest saw me play, but it was at the tail end of my career. So my kids really didn't get a chance to see me play. I want some of these guys to, you know, that have kids. I want them, you know, their kids to have the opportunity to see their dad build a legacy in real time and or, or you know, their their mom build a legacy in real time. We can't leave out the women. Even though some people remember he did have a season with the New York Knicks, but it was the Orlando Magic that the magic really happened for Tracy McGrady. And if you want to catch highlights of that, you will see one of the most dynamic basketball players who ever put on some sneakers and I'm sure had his one-on-one battles on the NBA court. As we let you go, Jeffrey, uh, final thoughts? No, uh, keep an eye on us. Uh, tune in, check it out. Uh, but uh, this is real, and, and it's going to be a, an exciting journey. And, uh, and stay tuned. Off him. Off him. Off him. You are, you are too small. Yeah. Oh. What will be success to Tracy McGrady with the Ones Basketball League? I already feel success. <laughs> We're just in our, our fourth week. I feel success. Um, I was talking earlier that I really I would look forward to these weekends um, just to to and have the engagement with the players. Um, some of them bring their families out. Just that engagement. It, it's like one big family reunion every single weekend, and I just love the energy that's in the building. I love what we're creating. Um, so I feel like I'm having success every weekend. Sounds like you and your kids have a pretty great relationship. Well, I, I, listen, I, I'll tell you, you know, uh, that this is something great. Um, I work for ESPN, and I was traveling to NBA Finals, going to watch Steph Curry, LeBron James, and these boys for four or five straight years. Not once did my kids say, Daddy, can I go to the game with you? OBL comes along. We started off in Houston. They go to the game, to the event Saturday and Sunday. They haven't missed the event yet. They're on every single trip. They love this. So the moral of today's Sports Jam Listen to your kids, and you can have a great idea. <laughs> I want to thank Jeffrey Pollock and Tracy McGrady for joining us here on Sports Gym once again this weekend at the Major R. Owens Community Center hosted by New Heights, Brooklyn. It will be the Ones Basketball League. You can find out more information by going to OBL Hoops. That's oblhoops.com. Jeffrey, thank you. Thank you. Tracy, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Sports Jam is a WBGO Studios production. You can hear all my shows at wbgo.org slash sports jam. Or find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Special thanks going out this week to Joe Favorito and Jerry Milani for hooking us up with the OBL, Tracy McGrady, and Jeffrey Pollock. Until the next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game.